Hi, everyone. Welcome to the June edition of For the Future from For the Girls. I love saying that. Um, <laughs> today, we are doing a special edition episode in honor of Women in Engineering Day, which is celebrating its 10th year today, June 23rd. So this day is all about applauding all of the women in the industry and encouraging more young women to get into the engineering industry itself. And of course, for us, the way that it applies is the motorsport industry. And I can probably speak for Tiggy and myself, obviously Sarah as well, but Tiggy and I were STEM majors in college, so we're extra excited for Women in Engineering Day. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to give you a look at some of the coolest women in F1, making it all happen behind the scenes. We did a short little segment on this back in the day in the infancy of our podcast, um, and it was really, really fun to do. So I'm excited to continue highlighting some of these awesome women. Yes, so much to dive into and so many amazing women doing really cool stuff in the sport. But unfortunately, as we know, there are very few women in Formula One and motorsport generally, but there have been some big steps lately and some women doing huge things in pretty high profile roles. So for a bit of background on where we stand today, we thought we'd give you some stats from F1's 2022 gender pay gap report for F1 employees just to set the stage. So this is required by UK law. The report was first published in 2019. It's only seven pages, though. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of Very thorough. <laughs> not a lot of tables in the appendix. So, no appendix at all, actually. <laughs> so, unfortunately, there's not a ton to dig into. But for high level stats, so in 2018, the gender split was 72% male, 29. 28% female. And in 2021, it increased to 70-30. So slight improvement, but not a ton. And spoiler alert, there is a pay gap and it's around 19%, which is better than it was about 52% in 2017, which is insane. That's wild. So it's better. I don't even but know how could, that could materially be a thing. 52%. That's, that's insane. Yeah. 19% is still pretty horrid, but definitely a stride. Unfortunately, this just seems to be data for the F1 business itself and not the actual teams, and it doesn't really include information on the gender split with respect to front office versus back office positions, so there's not a lot we can actually dig into, but just kind of some high-level stats to set the stage. But importantly, for women in the engineering field, the report digs into the F1 scholarship program, which was recently extended, and that supports engineering students from underrepresented groups across the UK and Italy, which is great. Looking at the teams, ESPN did a really interesting survey back in 2021 for all 10 F1 teams to try to get a sense of how many women were in senior roles within the overall team and also within that really core traveling race team, which we've talked about can only be oftentimes between 60 and 80 people. Mercedes is the biggest team on the grid and at the time had around 11% women in their overall workforce with 31% of those women serving in senior roles. But for the core race team of 65 people, only four were women, and but 20%, which is four out of 20 of the factory race support team, were women. Haas, the smallest team on the grid, reported 167 employees, 15 of which were women. McLaren said they had 66 in their core race team, only five of which were women. So really tough trends here. Alfa Romeo is similar in their report that of the 51 or so people traveling to races, five are women. And interestingly, Red Bull, Ferrari, and Williams hmm. did not respond to the survey. Aston Martin and Alpine said they were unable to provide information. And Alpha Tauri said they have no women. And this is on all the race as of 2021, just to call out. But yeah. 
Yeah, it's so recent. And I also think that if they're not answering, it probably means zero <laughs> or like one. So Google. <laughs> And things – a lot of teams are definitely working on making changes, though, which we're very encouraged about. For today's celebration, AlphaTauri actually released a really great video, which we'll link in the show notes, about what it's like to be a female engineer on their team. They spoke to their race strategy, reliability, and tire modeling engineers who are all women. Red Bull did an awesome piece with Hannah Schmitz as well. So definitely teams are working on it, but there is – a long way to go that is putting it mildly. <laughs> it is putting it mildly. And I think it is all these pipeline programs and stuff that F1 Academy is doing. We obviously talked to McLaren a lot about their programs to get more women and diversity into the sport young and just in the pipeline. But it really is pretty shocking to see these numbers kind of written down. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's really hard to see. It's shocking. I know I always think about it kind of when the teams obviously see it with the pit crews, it's very obvious. And then we talked about this with um, kind of drive to survive too, and it's all the behind the scenes shots in the garages. You're only seeing men. And even on the broadcast, when they kind of do that pan into the garage to show the live reaction of everyone in the garage, there's you barely ever see a single woman. Yeah. But I think the fact that they're doing all of these programs, at least it's on people's radar. And I think as fans, we are keeping the teams very accountable these days. So I think there's a lot to look forward to. And it's exciting. It's an exciting conversation to be having. So yeah, things definitely have changed. It seems like it's hopefully getting better. Um, but I did want to share an interesting piece of background that comes from one of the sociological reports that come from the FIA Girls on Track program. That report, on the contrary, was very, very, very long. It was like 140 pages. And it's actually really cool. Um, for another one of these For the Future episodes, I want to dig fully into that because it talks a lot about women's reactions to a lot of the programs happening with the FIA Girls on Track and digs into a lot of like the really specific sociological region reasons and blockers that would block women from getting into the sport. So it's very cool. But in the report, they talk about this estimation that they have that on the average F1 team, there's only one female for about every 50 male engineers. That's wow. a huge gap. Um, we'll take it with a grain of salt because some teams are really, really big. Some teams are really, really small. So one in 50 can mean a lot of different things at different teams. But what I loved the most from this report was that when the women partaking in the program and in the report were like given this information and asked to react, instead of being super discouraged and annoyed and angry at it, it actually like made them really motivated and boosted their motivation to follow in a motorsport and F1 career path. So with that positive note, I thought we would jump in and talk a little bit about some of the badass women working in engineers as engineers in F1 right now. So first, everyone knows all hail the queen, Hannah Schmitz. She is Red Bull's principal strategy engineer. She's made a huge name for herself, started gaining a lot of notoriety when she made the call during the 2019 Brazil Grand Prix to call Maxon for a third pit stop that helped them win the race. Obviously, Red Bull has skyrocketed in terms of performance. They're absolutely crushing it these past two years. Their strategy is pretty much always on point. Like, Chessa, Sarah, can you guys remember a time where we were like, Red Bull, what are they doing with strategy? I've never felt them flounder ever. <laughs> never. Yes, like basically ever. So super cool. Hannah is at the helm of that. She graduated from the University of Cambridge in the UK with a master's in mechanical engineering, and then she joined Red Bull as a modeling and simulation engineer and has been with the team for 11 years, so pretty huge. Yeah, she's been getting a lot of coverage, and then today for the Women in Engineering Day, Red Bull did a really cool um, 
webcast, like live, live Zoom, where they interviewed her. They interviewed, I think, Tatiana Calderon and some other awesome women, but she's been getting a lot of great press because she's awesome. Another amazing woman is Chin Lee. She is a senior aerodynamicist who's been with Ferrari for almost four years. Prior to that, she worked at Haas as a junior aerodynamicist. And as part of her role on both teams, really, what an aerodynamicist does is she does all sorts of aerodynamic analysis and synthesis, taking wind tunnel and other data to analyze and synthesize it. That's all I'm going to say because I'm not an aerodynamicist. I'm not (laughs) going to try to say what they do. Um, But she also is responsible for the front aerodynamic package design. So a lot of really awesome responsibility um, with Ferrari. So her background is she studied automotive engineering back in Shanghai. And then as part of her degree, she was actually a finalist for the Infinity Performance Engineering Academy in 2014, which is a program that has close ties that Red Bull kind of worked with or collaborated with. Then she came to the U.S. She got her master's in mechanical engineering at the University of Michigan. Go blue. Um, And she even interned in IndyCar before breaking into the world of F1. So she has a really cool background. Very cool. That's amazing. Another incredible woman we want to give a shout out to is Stephanie Travers. She was the Mercedes trackside fluid engineer, and she actually accepted the constructor's trophy at the 2020 Styrian Grand Prix. She was the first black woman to stand on an F1 podium, so really incredible. Today, she's making waves throughout motorsport as the deputy team principal at Team X44, which is an Extreme E team, which was founded by none other than Sir Lewis himself. Extreme E is a super cool racing series, which we will definitely be covering soon. Stephanie is also the development lead at Mission 44, which is Lewis's foundation aimed at fighting discrimination and supporting young people from diverse backgrounds. I think it's... Yeah, I just have to jump in here with Stephanie Travers. She is like my dream woman. I am so inspired Stephanie, by if her. Stephanie, you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Everything she does, I think, is just so incredible. Yeah, and to like I, I love her. have such a prominent career as an engineer and then make the switch into Extreme E and then working in the foundation just goes to show that women are very, very well-rounded, very, very intelligent. We can do it all, et cetera, et cetera, especially Stephanie. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we'll have to uh, go to an extreme e-race. You can say hi to Yes, it's on the list, although they don't really allow spectators there, but we'll, we'll see I think what, as, what as we can swing. Stephanie fan, you might get a, um, a pass. <laughs> but as we've mentioned throughout this episode, there are so many awesome women doing really cool things across the world of F1. There are three other women that we'll be remiss not to mention, and we've actually had the honor of interviewing all three of them in the past. So definitely check that out. We'll link their interviews in the show notes. So there they are Christina Emanuelides. She works for Alfa Romeo. She's a computational fluid dynamics development engineer. Uh, Bernie Collins, she was a former performance engineer at Aston Martin became the head of race strategy in 2020. Now she's crushing it over at Sky Sports, doing some cool race weekend coverage. And then we have Claire Sibley, the head of quality and manufacturing engineering at Williams. And to end the episode, we're going to leave you guys with a little bit of a clip from each of those episodes where at the end of these episodes, we ask them for some advice about women wanting to break into F1, break into motorsports, et cetera, et cetera. Their advice was really, really great. It made us happy. So we thought we would share. Women's health is so important and balanced hormones are key for that. We've been loving Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth, who's committed to making women's lives easier. 
Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, science-backed herbal extracts that help the body adapt to stressors like hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. We love it because it helps us maintain optimal hormone levels and supports our mood and general well-being. There is a reason that one bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code F1Rthegirls at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code F1Rthegirls for 15% off today. Okay, friends, it's festival and concert season, and you know it's all about the boots this year. That's why you need to make Tacova's your number one place for festival style this spring. And don't forget to shop their seasonal and limited edition offerings, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. We love Tacova's. They have a first wear comfort, which basically means there's no break in period. It's the best thing ever. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personal. Personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's really no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, though, just visit tecovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Totally. We admire you so much and admire all of the work that you're doing and being that person who's both in your organization and in F1 just really trailblazing for people who are coming after you. So on that note, just to wrap up, we'd love if you have any advice or thoughts for people who might be listening, who are interested in F1, maybe to work or just want to become more of a fan of F1 and maybe haven't always felt included in those spaces. If you have any advice for our listeners. Uh, I think in terms of just working in F1 or, or if you know you want to work in F1 and you don't know what area like I said before, just try things or, you know, if it's as simple as watching some YouTube videos just to get a feeling or downloading a piece of software just to try it out. Buying a book. Oh, yeah, bu- <laughs> buying a book that might change your life. <laughs> I think it's so important just to, to try things and like anything in life, like you don't know if you like a food until you try it. And it's exactly the same thing with all the possibilities of the careers. And, you know, in terms of being a fan, I think, if you feel unsure about where you fit in as a fan, there are so many groups and like podcasts like this one where, you know, there are communities of people coming together. And I think once you find your community, then you find, you know, a safe space and a space where you can exchange with people that is not in the cruel, cruel world of <laughs> F1 social media. So, yeah. you know, there's there's space for everyone and and for sure, I think, it would be really great to see, you know, more fans and more diverse fans that are then helping to also change the face of the sport because, you know, at the end of the day, the the culture of the sport is driven by the people who follow it and how the sport can make money. So if we attract the right people as fans, then we can make more change within. We always like to ask people sort of what advice you would have for anyone thinking about entering the sport, thinking about becoming a mega fan, whatever it is, like what advice would you have people who are maybe intimidated by it? Yeah, I think um, the best advice that I was given and I've given it to others is sort of what I explained at the start, like the my life would be so different if I just hadn't applied for that McLaren rule. Um, so you just need to go for the opportunities. You need to apply for things, put yourself out there, take a bit of a risk, and if you don't get 
the job or the interview or whatever it is you need to ask why like what skills could be different what could you learn different what experience you would have um, and then I think when we're all younger especially at the start of career we end up working really hard to get different experience like I did loads of extra weekends at the track to get the track side experience or to sort of move my job role when the opportunity came up so it's just about like really putting yourself out there like there's loads of junior teams or racetracks or carton or whatever that want people to help out like just go along and make cups of tea if that's what it needs to be but like to get yourself experience to get yourself out there get yourself involved with the team um so it's just about trying to take opportunities when they come um, and and just look for them where you can as a woman in formula one do you have any advice for them yeah i think i mean ultimately don't feel you can't like you know we're like we're inclusive and we want we want to support more women into engineering and motorsport definitely um so you know definitely don't think it's something you can't do um and the other one is keep trying i think you know i joined as a graduate and kind of it's easy to say like oh if you don't get in the first time around um you know, you won't ever make it but you know we we've had people join us from a whole variety of experiences of careers and kind of different stages of their careers as well um and so yeah keep trying keep building up that experience and kind of what you have to kind of offer um and and look at different things you know there's people in my team who have an engineering background but you wouldn't necessarily study quality engineering or kind of necessarily know that that's a role and things so um yeah kind of just keep a lookout for different kind of opportunities and and things are changing you know data analytics wasn't a big thing five years ago and now it is so you know we're looking for people in that so some people who feel like they're doing something that would just never fit in formula one like you never you never know um what's going to be needed and what jobs are going to come up as well and with that thank you guys for listening <laughs>